Welcome to Notes from the Electronic Cottage. I'm Jim Campbell. How about if today we take a break from the almost ubiquitous headlines about COVID-19 and from the emotional demonstrations as a result of unarmed people of color dying at the hands of local police? We'll probably have to take up those topics again as tech becomes more and more enmeshed in both of them. But for now, let's look at some of the other things that have been happening in the tech world of late that may not have made it into the headlines. Longtime listeners may recall reports of DARPA, the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, working on exoskeletons. Exoskeletons in the animal world are things like shells, which are external to an animal that help protect it from the outside world, or that help make it possible for the animal to do things it cannot do with its internal skeleton. The term has been adopted for human use by DARPA, and now by other outfits who want to create external, wearable devices that amplify human capabilities. In DARPA's case, the focus is on making devices that will make soldiers on a battlefield more formidable. But there are other less militaristic uses for the technology as well. Recently, a company called, we are not making this up, German Bionic, has created an exoskeleton for use by workers in factories or freight industries that have to handle heavy loads all day long. The device is worn like a backpack and can offset up to 28 kilograms, or about 60 pounds, of weight. In other words, a human wearing this exoskeleton device will feel like the load creates perhaps 60 pounds less stress on his or her back by, quote, actively amplifying their movements and thus protecting the lower back from excessive strain, end quote. That sounds pretty cool, and it is. But the exoskeleton also has digital connectivity, and so it does other things as well, including tracking workers. Still, if it can help save wear and tear on workers' bodies, it's certainly worth a look. Meanwhile, tech that we wouldn't expect is also being offered as a way to help human minds. More specifically, the FDA, the Federal Drug Administration, has approved a video game called Endeavor RX for use in the treatment of young people aged 8 to 12 who've been diagnosed with ADHD. You heard that right. It's the first time that the FDA has ever approved a video game, or any other kind of digital game, as a treatment for a physical disorder. In fact, if a therapist wants to use this game as a treatment modality, it requires a prescription. The goal is to, quote, help the player improve cognitive functioning, end quote, using a combination of sensory and motor techniques. Who would have thunk it? And... Who would have thought that folks who download apps from the two presidential campaigns would essentially be signing away any remnant of personal privacy they once had? And this is particularly true with the official Trump 2020 app available on Android and iOS. As of June 21st, that app had been downloaded almost 800,000 times. Not surprisingly, the app sends lots of direct messages to its users including lots of tweets and stories that reflect the type and quality of information that the campaign is known for, as well as updates on campaign events and so forth. That much is no surprise. 
but this app does a lot more, at least some of which its users probably are not aware of. Users have to input their email address, phone number, full name, address, and zip code just to get the app authorized. That's not terribly surprising, and many users are probably happy to do it. Then these users are encouraged to share the app with their contact list, and then those phone numbers are collected. The app asks for things like location data, the phone's ID info, and control over the phone's Bluetooth functions. Real-time location tracking, anyone? That is information that users might not be so willing to share if they were clearly aware of what was going on in the app. And speaking of apps, it seems like more and more things come with them these days, including some appliances. Take, for example, some current GE refrigerators that come with DRM technology. In case that's not a familiar acronym, DRM stands for Digital Rights Management, software that can control how an app is used. In this case, if an owner wants to replace the water filter in the fridge, a water filter that does not have the RFID chip that comes with GE branded water filters just simply won't work. This can be annoying to a person who's paid a big pile of money for the fridge, since the official blessed replacement filter with the RFID chip in it so that the fridge's DRM recognizes it costs about 50 bucks. A water filter that does pretty much the same thing but does not have the chip in it would cost about 13 bucks. Some folks, not surprisingly, are not pleased about this situation. And one of them set up a website called gefiltergate.com. You can imagine the type of comments that a person would find at a site like that. But a person would also find all sorts of hints for how to get around the DRM. Essentially, how to hack the DRM system. Wait a minute. Isn't hacking a digital rights management system illegal? In this case, in this country, the answer is no. Without going into a pile of copyright or patent law here, there is an exemption for this sort of bypassing software in the Copyright Office's 2018 rulemaking on software copyrights. And the Magnuson Moss Warranty Act enables consumers to use repair parts that are not from the original manufacturer. Want to have just a regular old fridge that works and that you can fix yourself? Or a washing machine, or a garage door opener, or any of a number of other things we find around the house? If so, check before you buy that appliance and make sure it's not quote-unquote smart. Or that if it is, you won't be trapped by DRM software into buying only original manufacturer parts for as long as you own the thing. Otherwise, you may wind up setting up your own appliance gate website. Fortunately, we haven't had to do that. At least not yet. But we'll keep an eye on how software is finding its way into all sorts of things around our houses, whether we like it or not, right here on future editions of Notes from the Electronic Cottage. Thank you.